CNN's Daniel Dale is here, our resident fact check reporter. Daniel, obviously we've been listening to this. I'm just writing down several of the things that he said that weren't true in there. First off is the one that he has claimed repeatedly that I know you personally tried to fact check, which is that there are people from jails and mental institutions that are being emptied and those people are coming across the border, something that the Trump campaign has never been able to provide any evidence of, yet he still repeats it almost every time he talks about the border. He does, Caitlin. I asked the Trump campaign, what is the evidence that unnamed foreign leaders are emptying out their institutions, their jails, sending people here as migrants? They couldn't come up with anything. I also took some notes. He said that, you know, we see columns of fighting aged men. They look like warriors. There is zero basis, Caitlin, for this idea that unnamed foreign countries are surreptitiously using migrants to assemble some sort of anti-U.S. fighting force. You hear this on the far right. Even if if you think that many migrants are economic migrants rather than true asylum claimants, that's not an army. It's just nonsense. He talked about a supposed new form of crime under President Biden. He says, new, you know, it's migrant crime. Look, some undocumented people have committed crimes under every president, under President Trump, again, under President Biden. We have had some high-profile recent tragic cases, but every piece of data, all good studies show that undocumented people, like other immigrants, commit crimes at lower rates than native-born Americans. He told the story that he's told before, Caitlin, about people arriving speaking languages that no one's ever heard. He said in a previous recent speech, uh, we didn't even have one translator who could understand this language. This, I've looked into this, seems to be just conjured out of thin air. It's nonsense. He also said that maybe these people are being let in because they, presumably the Biden administration, is looking for votes. I think you can, you can make a convoluted case that, you know, one day people could be uh, turned in, you know, naturalized, turned into citizens, citizens then could vote. But I think it's important to remind people that undocumented people, like other non-citizens, cannot vote at present. And then finally, uh, former President Trump also repeated his uh, frequent claim that he built 571 mm -hmm. miles of wall. We have official figures on that. It is 458 miles, much of which, it's important to note, is replacement barrier, uh, replacing barriers that previously existed, not covering parts of the border that had no barriers in the past. None of which Mexico also paid for, which was another pledge of his and something that he brings up. The other thing he seemed to suggest was that 10 million people are illegally going to come in the country in the next nine months. That's something that just has zero basis whatsoever. Yeah, I mean, I, as a as fact check man, I try to stay away from fact checking predictions because, you know, theoretically anything could happen. But that number certainly would far exceed the pace we've seen e even while seeing record levels under President Biden. Daniel Dale. Thank you, as always, for being on standby to fact-check that. Joining us now, Connecticut Democratic Senator Chris Murphy, one of the negotiators on that bipartisan Senate legislation that the former president tanked. Um, Senator Murphy, I mean, when you see the former president at the southern border today referring to, you know, criminals and terrorists and people from mental hospitals, after he effectively killed the bipartisan bill that you worked to negotiate, what, what runs through your mind? Well, I mean, first of all, this invasion rhetoric is just absolutely disgusting. It's xenophobic. It's racist. Go to Ukraine. You'll see what an actual invasion looks like. Um, this is, you know, somebody who dodged the draft, who has no idea what an actual war looks like. But here's the bottom line. Uh, President Trump does not want to fix the border. Um, he does not want to fix the border because all he wants is a chaotic border because he thinks it helps him politically. We had a deal a bipartisan compromise, a tough set of new restrictions on the border, including the ability for the president of the United States to close portions of the border when crossings get too high. And Donald Trump instructed his allies in the United States Senate to kill that bill. And he's been pretty clear why, because he thought it would help Joe Biden because it would be good for America. 
So we still have a chance to come together and pass that bipartisan border bill that would help us control the border. Yeah. Donald Trump is the primary thing standing in the way. You know, it's interesting because the president had tweeted out, the former president had tweeted out, you know, uh, this is not a perfect border bill. Obviously, no bill is perfect. It's called the compromise, and, and things have to make compromises. But certainly Democrats bent over backwards in ways they hadn't before. And, and I mean, this was, as you say, a very tough border bill. Kirsten Cinema had said that, according to the, uh, the, the requirements in this border bill, if they were in place, the border would have been shut down pretty much every day of this year. That's right, because this bill included an unprecedented ability for the president to stop processing claims in between the ports of entry when crossings are above 5,000 a day, and they have been above 5,000 a day since the end of last year. Our compromise bill was supported by the pro-Trump Border Patrol Union. It was supported by the Wall Street Journal, the Chamber of Commerce. This was a conservative, tough bill that would have allowed the president to control the border. And because it actually would have been successful in controlling the border, Republicans led by Donald Trump killed it because they just can't imagine a world in which they can't exploit the border for political purposes. It also seemed to have pretty sensible uh, you know, requirements on increasing funding for judges uh, to process asylum claims much quicker when people first cross over. I mean, the, the asylum system in this country is insane that people spend, can just say that, well, they want to claim asylum, and it'll take years for any kind of a hearing to play, take place. And meanwhile, they're here, and legally, they, they can't work. Our negotiations took four months, and people were impatient to see the product, but it was because we were actually trying to solve the problem. We weren't writing a bill that was just going to score political points. Senator Lankford and I are very different politically, but we are committed to solving the problem. And one of the problems is that when you come into this country to seek asylum, it often takes 10 years for your claim to be adjudicated. And so it's an incentive for people to come into the country who have invalid claims, because you get 10 years of working in the United States, even if you don't qualify qualify for asylum. So what our bill would have done is not just allow the president to shut down the border, but also expedite the asylum process so that all those claims are heard in six months instead of 10 years. And what that would do is provide a tremendous disincentive to anybody coming to the United States who is going to lose their claim. So our bill would have fixed a lot of the biggest problems in the immigration system. And again, that's the reason <laughs> Donald Trump opposes it, because it actually would have worked. I mean, do you accept that President Biden and his team waited too long? Because there is an argument that he waited too long to address the gravity of, of this crisis. I mean, today's trip was only the second time he's actually visited the southern border. He kind of pawned it off on Kamala Harris a, a while back. I mean, this, this border deal probably could have gotten done a lot sooner. Well, President Biden, in his first week or so in office, introduced an immigration and border reform bill. And though it didn't get any coverage in the press, he implemented one of the toughest new regulatory regimes at the border in decades, a regime that was opposed by, frankly, many progressive immigration groups. So it's just actually not true when people say, well, President Biden didn't do anything on the border until this summer. He actually has. Um, what changed is that there are now 10,000 people showing up on a daily basis. And so the crisis is bigger. It's more immediate. And what also changed is that uh, finally Republicans, we thought, were willing to come to the table and get something done, something they were 
not willing to do for the first three years of President Biden's term. Well, it's also closer. That, I mean, it's also closer to the election, and there's more pressure on on the White House to actually do something. I guess the argument is, could if if he had been willing to, if Democrats had been willing to negotiate in the way that that you guys did on this bill now earlier, would that have? Do you think it would have had a chance of passing? No, I understand now that Republicans will not support a bipartisan border fix, that they are um, only interested in this issue remaining a political wedge issue. Like, what would Republican senators do on the weekends if they couldn't fly down to the border, dress up like Border Patrol officers, and pretend, and pretend that they're chasing down uh, undocumented immigrants? So I, I don't think at any point Republicans were going to be ready to get a deal. Donald Trump was never going to let that happen.